I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay and this is Chuck. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the first episode of 2020 of the new year of the new decade. Yeah, apologies for not having a episode last week. And I suppose the host of the show as a result of that is Kodran Mustafi and Phil Jones. <laughs> oh, hell no. I'd pick to be Mustafi any day. Now nah, you get to be Jones because you're a Manchester United supporter. Uh, Put you on the floor. Rather, Hello, Kevin DeBrain. I'd, I'd rather be on the bench. No, it's not those guys. It's Jay and it's Chuck and new episode. What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Yeah, this is to our front. Twenty twenty to our front. Like this is this worked perfectly. Like there's two twos in twenty twenty, and therefore it's two up front. Wow, Chuck, that's like the most genius observation that you've ever made. That's why I'm on the show. (laughs) (sighs) Goodness gracious! Guys, so today we're covering. Uh, test cricket, SA versus England. Um, we're looking at the blockbuster fixture, like one of the most exciting games of the South African season, Sundowns versus Pirates happening tomorrow. We're looking at coaching decisions since Valverde got sacked. When is it the right time to do it? And we wax lyrical about Liverpool. So we start with the cricket. What are your feelings, Jay, going into the third test? Do you think we can bring it back and have it end as 2-1? Or have England swung the momentum? You know, if we just drew that match, if we just drew that second test match, mm. then we go into the third test, and if we win that, you know, it's impossible for us to lose. But the momentum is with England now, um, and it it felt in the in that last day, particularly of 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 the Cape Town test, it felt like they were playing at home because the Barmy Army were just drowning out every other South African supporter that was in the ground. That's and that's the thing about Cape Town. When New Zealand come to play at Newlands, it feels like a home game for them. I don't know. Maybe Proteus, Springboks just stop playing in coast. Cape Town. Yeah. I know you can't you can't stop because I mean the beach, the mountain and the the, the historical significance of that, that just goes to show that Cape Townians are not loyal. I don't know. It's There's a, too many people. <laughs> such you get it's such you get when you get a, 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 another country within a country. That's a topic for another day. But how do I feel? Um Man, I'm apprehensive. I'm apprehensive about our chances because that first that first test match went well for us. Obviously, we won the test match. And it was a low-scoring affair. And I think when that is the situation, it favors us. Uh, the reason it favors us is because we do not have a particularly strong batting lineup. And also, then what happened in the second test match is my feeling is knowing that our, our batting lineup is not that strong. To lose that match, a couple of things didn't go um, in our favor as our as as per our own doing. I mean, there was a moment where Vernon Philander was was, was batting with um, Pretorius, and Pretorius was struggling. In the other end, was visibly struggling against um, Ben Stokes, and in there was a chance for Vernon to come to the other end and to keep the strike against uh, Stokes for the following over, and he he chose not to take that run. It was an easy run. And then there was a situation where, I mean, we've, you've got one player who's only scoring about 12 or 17 runs of 100-plus balls trying to save that test match. And again, 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 you've got the cock who goes out and he's, he was our last recognized batsman before, before, before the all-rounders. He, it, he just, a straight pull to mid-wicket. And I'm just like, Why? <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> and, and if he, who is, I believe, our most talented batsman in a struggling batting lineup, if he continues to play like this, because for me, honestly, at this point, I'm, 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 I'm just tired. I'm, I'm looking at Dukok and I'm just thinking to myself, can you stop playing for yourself? Like, if, we, if we're in a situation where we're trying to save the test match, can this, you need to just play your game regardless of the situation. What can if, that go out the Dukok window? is not trying to save the test match, but trying to win it? There's no way he's trying to win it when the guy he's batting with is facing a hundred. Do do you realize Uguti? His name is escaping me now. Which one? Fundetisen. Fundetisen. Ah. left. He left seventy something balls. Like 
whenever 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 a ball was bowled outside of his off stump, he just looked at the ball, just let it go through. So there's no way if you're the other end and you're looking for the distant batting like then you're thinking, you know what? We can actually go on and win this game. No. And the instruction I'm pretty much I'm pretty confident was clear. Save the game. I think it's it's I'm I'm most on the fence with you in terms of what to expect because England are not necessarily on fire because I think they've got Ben Stokes. He's their guy on, on form, but Root hasn't quite been himself in a while. I don't think Sibley will repeat what he did. I don't think Nick Pope will repeat what they did. But they seem to have confidence towards the end of that game that they will carry through into this game. I think about South Africa, though, that worries me that sometimes we do run out of, of, of like, Iplan going into when we're in the field. We do bat for long periods of time, I mean, bowl for long periods of time without success, and we really do look like we're out of ideas. The thing about... England and Stokes is that they seemed to be repelled for like most of the day and then they got that break of that wicket I think when um, Milan fell and yeah. there was a procession of wickets after that and then they kicked on and then Stokes was on fire in terms of removing the tail we don't quite have that I think South Africa's best chance if we get two three early wickets within the first session then we've got a chance of winning the test match outside of that I don't know because Fap is failing with the bat Hamza is quite relatively new to the side Decock is Decock, but I think he plays positively. So, as you say, we don't have a, a, a good batting unit. So, we need to keep it low scoring for us to be in the, in, in the game. So, I think for us to get a win, Rabada has to be on the money. Philander has to be on the money. Those are our two key players going to this game. Our strong, our strong uh, suit is our bowling. Um, that's, that's pretty clear. And if, if our bowlers can come to the party and take 20 wickets... Uh, then, then that switches then back to the batsmen. We just, we just need competitive scores. If we're batting first, can we get over three hundred? Yeah. Like, can we get over three hundred? Can we? Can yeah, we? Why? I, I'm not even asking for four hundred because I believe if we bat first and we put a score of four hundred, we win that test match. You know, most likely. And in order to get those runs, we need we need support from the batsmen. Hamza is someone who comes into the test match arena with a batting average of fifty in the first class game. So he can bat, you know, he can bat. And what I saw in the first test match was the fact that he was a bit unlucky with his dismissals. And I think he's one of those guys who, he looks, he looks compact. He doesn't look like a world beater to me. He doesn't look like the guy who's going to go replicate that average of 50 in the test match arena. But if he's someone who turns out to be a guy who averages in the 40s until we find that mainstay, that superstar in, 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 in our middle order, then he's he's serviceable, you know? So, so in the next two games, if, say, he gets two off centuries, do you think Makram's position is in danger in terms of him coming back into the side? Because well, he hasn't really... Well, it, it depends what Milan is doing at the top because Elga seems to have refound his, 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 his form. And if you then have Elga and Milan... Both firing at the same time. If we if they give us like a fifty run opening stand or something along those lines, or one of them goes on to make a hundred, hopefully both of them in different innings or the same innings, that would be even perfect. Then I don't think you can justify Makram coming back into the team, particularly because the last time we saw Makram, he was struggling. Mm. And if you have a batting lineup as a whole that is not that is not doing well right now, you don't then want to introduce a guy at the top who's struggling because that means you're behind the eight ball from the get go. You 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 are opening the batting and you you down a wicket within the first ten overs, first five overs. That does not bode well for what is coming afterwards. I mean, and this this then goes to our skipper as well. Unfortunately, captains in cricket seem to get a different valuation. Um, the the rules yeah. are not the same for them that because uh, just on batting alone, Faf is not supposed to be in the side. He hasn't scored over twenty nine in the last eight innings. <laughs> Hasn't scored a hundred in the whole of twenty nineteen, and and he's our frontline. He's one of our frontline batsmen because he's coming in at number four. He's supposed to be the guy. I mean, if you if you consider the fact that um, Milan uh, Hamza, sorry, is is new in the team, that means the guy who's supposed supposedly the best batsman in the middle order is supposed to be Faf, hmm. and he's not giving us those scores. I think what's 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 crazy about the, everything is that people seem to be indispensable purely because of their roles. Like because yeah. you don't have another wicket keeper 
Quinton will keep his place in the team. And I mean, not to say that I'm ignoring the 94 that he scored, but he's not as responsible with his wicket as you would want him to be. But because there's no one else to keep wicket, he will keep playing because he's somewhat, if I could say, an all-rounder. And by that, I mean he's good behind the sticks and he's decent with the back, but he doesn't always show that. That's what's frustrating. And because Faf has got the, uh, the, the armband, so to speak, he can get away with, with, with scoring below par, whereas people like Timber will be out, out of the team if they don't perform. People like Pesluwaya will be out of the team if they don't perform. Yeah. It's, it's, I think if, I don't know if at this particular, in this particular series, series it's worth being ruthless, but I think moving forward we need to be. Well, the problem with that is who's knocking at the door. That's our issue right now. Yeah. Um, the, the talent that we're bringing through is not, is not, it's not vintage Proteus. And some of these guys in the team, because, and it's unfortunate, uh, when you look around in terms of who's supposed to then come in, it's what we're discussing. I mean, Makram, when he stepped into the Proteus setup, he looked like our future, a future mm. captain, a future, future superstar. And now, if, if, if the best of what we have in terms of talents in the country is, is looking like what Makram is looking like right now, you ask the question, well, what is there beyond him? I mean, I don't know if you've been following, but um, I haven't been following it closely, but I've seen uh, the scores and the results of the South African under-19 team. Mm. And they've been, they've been shellacked by India in our own backyard. The under-19 World Cup is coming up and it's, it's happening here in South Africa. And I'm, 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 I'm going to use the word again, apprehensive mm. about our chances in the tournament because those, those boys are not, are not looking like um, guys we, are, we can feel confident about picking to represent South Africa, South Africa for the next decade. And in terms, just going back then to this test series, I think uh, my final point that I'll make about this is we need to find a solution for Ben Stokes. Um, I, just, I, was, I was watching that previous test and when he was... When he was having that 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 bowl against uh, Pretorius, he was charging in on that fifth day, and he was bowling it at 145. And between overs, I see him at slip, and I see he's gasping for air. He's like just taking chunks of oxygen into his lungs. And I'm looking at this dude. I'm thinking to myself, like, at this juncture, at this stage, he is giving it everything he has, and he's he recognizes something about himself, which I think the whole cricket community. I I I see this myself. He's He's the greatest match winner going around in Test match cricket right now. I was I was saying the other day that Steve Smith is Badmanesque right now. Um, Virat Kohli is looking like the greatest ODI batsman of all time, and just the the cricket superstar. But in Ben Stokes, I don't think there is one cricketer in any format who, whether with the bat or the ball in the field, is able to take the game away from him. Because when we were when we were like. When England were needing three wickets to win the Test match, I thought we were in a, a stronger position to save that match, mm. and then Ben Stokes happened, which he happened also in the in, in the England's um, second innings when he was just smacking our bowlers all over the place. So they have a Ben Stokes, you know how now in Avengers Iron Man <laughs> says we have a Hulk, we have a Hulk, yeah. They have a Ben Stokes, and well, we don't quite have we, that. We need to find a Thor because we saw how Hulk got punished by Thanos. Um, we need to find our own God of Thunder. Yeah, we need the Infinity Vern. Stones Vern, right now. Come on, come on, Vern. But look, I, I think it's it's 50-50 going to this game because I really think their trump card is Ben Stoke and it's a mighty trump card, but I don't see anything beyond that. Um, and so if it's locked at 50-50, I go with Protea Fire, I think. And I'm saying it's, it's, it's predicated on that we get a couple of early wickets. If we do that, then there's, there's no looking back. I, I'm saying we, we need to win this one. I'm saying we can well, yeah. as well. Um, uh, the only thing that I was frustrated about is the fact that we gave the batsmen form, mm. which they've been struggling with for a year in Test cricket. Um, and you wonder, are they going to transfer that into the next match? But yeah, man, uh, we've got as good a chance as, as the English. They're not world beaters. Come on, Big Vern. So we go to local um, football, the PSL. Sundowns yeah. are looking to catch Chiefs um, by any means necessary. Um, and they need as many points as possible and to rack up as many wins and not draws as possible. But they're heading straight for a team that scored four goals against Pulukwani City in Orlando Pirates. Do you think they can get over that hurdle and get three points? I think they need to get three points. I think they need to win against Pirates. Don't you think the the... Their congested, uh, congested fixture fixtures and the the pile up of the fixtures rather 
will come into play? Won't they be exhausted by now? Well, the Sunderland players were quoted as saying that they they feel stressed by the lead that um, Mikaela Chiefs had built up in December. And I'm 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 I was listening to that and I was thinking one of two things: either one. They they really do feel as though they're the caliber of team that should be challenging on all fronts, and because they are back to back defending champions, there's a pride that goes with wanting to retain that that league title and go for the trifecta. But on the other hand, I was thinking to myself, well, should you not be playing with house money at the moment because you've you've got nothing to prove? But that is not clear. That is clearly not the feeling that is going around the Sundowns camp, and yet. I don't. I I think the Kaiser Chiefs, um, I don't know, I'll call it machine, is 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 a step too far this season for this Mamelodi Sundowns team. I watched Kaiser Chiefs play um, this past weekend against Cape Town City, and for large, for large portions of the game, Cape Town City actually controlled possession, but Chiefs won that game three 0 I can't tell you how they won three 0 They didn't look like a team that should be winning three 0 on the day, and yet. They win 3-0 on that particular day. And there are days where they look like they're going to put five, like they did against um, Bloemfontein Celtic. And they do that. And then with Mamelodi Sundowns, they play against Wits. They played two games now against Wits and they drew both games. In the lo- in the latest game, Wits uh, had a player sent off in the 60th minute. So Sundowns had half an hour to play against 10 men and to try exploit that. One, get closer to Cheese, also then create distance um, between themselves and Wits. And they couldn't do that. And it, I, 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 I can say that it was easy for Vitz to actually go from that match and take a point. So now coming against this free-scoring team, I don't, I don't think if 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 Pirates put two past Mamelodi Sundowns, for example, I don't think mm-hmm. Sundowns are scoring three past Pirates. Although having said that, Pirates do give you an opportunity to get back the goals that they 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 score against you. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny thing when you look at the Pirates team because they're capable going forward, but at the back, and the thing is, it, it unravels from midfield. The people stop marking, and then once you get through the line of Abomutuari and Ndambo, um, um, it's open. And so it's, 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 it's going to be a tricky battle to, to, to analyze or rather predict because Pirates are free scoring. Mahango's got the goals. Pule seemingly has recovered, uh, rediscovered his form. Makaringa is, is coming into his own. And so you're thinking they should be dangerous. But against a, a midfield that's solid like Gekana and Jali, they've, 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 come, they've gone up in another level. Um, Kulisi is in there, but for me, he's a bit un- inconsistent currently. But he's, he looks like a prospect. Mabu, I don't know if he'll bang in the goals for you guys because Tem- Temba's one is not available. So the tricky yeah. thing for Sundowns is, Uguti, remember we were speaking about the dip in Chiefs' form Uguti, in the, next, in the two, two games, I think, is it before the, uh, the, the break or the after, after break? That it was a draw and a loss. Yeah, and they've bounced back to two wins. They've yeah. won what's four one and three 0 and it was a blip. Seemingly, what is turning out to be is that it was a blip, as opposed to oh, this is the opportunity where they're gonna go on a run of games where they're not consistently putting across uh, wins. And the thing is, if Chiefs is as strong as they look, if any team for that matter, not just Sundowns, Vitz is in um, this equation. If they have any ideas about catching Chiefs. That means when Chiefs do give you a a run of two games where they only get one point, you need to get six. Mm. And that's the question. How how consistently can the other teams do that? How can a team below Chiefs um, put a a, a run of six six wins in a row? I don't quite think so. I think the thing about um, Pizzo is that he, he would hate to lose the league to Chiefs. After all the stuff he said this season, he would hate to lose against Chiefs. And I guess it's, 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 it's who wants it more. And you would assume Sundowns would want it more because it means more to them to get the three points because Pirates are somewhere mid-table and three points is just, uh, it's progression, but it doesn't really mean much in terms of the title race. But Pirates will, will, will win the games that don't really matter because they're Pirates. Here's, 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 here's a question. Do you think, well, obviously, the, who's, the, who's the last team that Pirates... Pirates themselves and Pirates fans would want to see win the league. The last team is Chiefs. Chiefs, right? Oh, we're not throwing this game. Do you not think? Do you not think? Do you not? Do you not think there's 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 there might be conspiracy that might so go around that we hey, have not forgotten late, that we we down. got hammered six 0 bro. We have not forgotten. We'd not give you the league for any. For so you any have no reason. you have no issues uh, beating Sundowns and <sighs> kicking them out of the title race and handing 
the PSL title to Kaiser Chiefs? We, I don't think we would have handed it to them because they've been full value for their points. Even though, as much as I, I say full value, I saw how they win 3-0 sometimes, but they've, they've earned their position. Wait, consider this. So, at the moment, uh, Marilu Sundowns are nine points behind Kaiser Chiefs. This is why this is a must-win for Sundowns. They're nine points behind Kaiser Chiefs with the game in hand. The game in hand is this game coming up now against Pirates, right? Mm. Sundowns beat Pirates. It's a six-point lead. And then the derby is coming up in the not-too-distant future. Pirates beat Chiefs and Sundowns win that game. It's three points now. Like... We don't want to be the stepping stone for Sundowns. Come on! If 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 Chiefs are going to win or if Sundowns are going to win, let them do it off their own sweat. Not not any favors. Because just now we give Sundowns the win. No. Well, and you, that's how you know it's a desperate situation. When you're looking around for help <laughs> from from your rivals. I, I, I mean, as I'm, as I'm saying, I, I honestly, I've, al- I've already um, concluded that Chiefs are going to win the PSL title. At some point, they were nine points ahead, and it's too—it's too, it's too I don't know much if, of a gap I, to bridge. I don't think it's, it's concluded at this point. I mean, like you said, the derby is coming up, and say even if Sundowns and the derby is coming up, and it's going to be like three-three. By the way, like three, I think I, I think it's going to be like I, a high-scoring affair. When last you see a three-three between? We guys. haven't seen it in a long time. What was the score last time? I think it was two-two. It's two two or, or two one, but now because of the nature well, we of how these teams back. are set up, those games I think it was a two one. Because of the nature of how these teams are set up, I do think there's going to be lots of goals because Pirates are banging in goals and Chiefs are banging in goals and Pirates are conceding goals and Chiefs tend to give you goals. So which is similar to this game coming up, um, this Pirates and Sundowns game, because unlike Pirates, um, Sundowns, if I'm not mistaken, they only have 18 goals that they've scored in the season thus far. And there's a there's a style of play that Pizzo favors, which is um, a, a a possession retention style. Uh, it's not very direct, and w- if their team, their team being Sundowns, goes a goal up or two goals up, they shut up shop and just pass it around and milk the clock until the game is done. Pizzo's complaint over over the years is that the reason that Sundowns are pushed to play that way or they don't play exciting games is because teams set themselves up to defend against Bamboo Sundowns. Um, how so true that is, I'm not sure. But Pirates, <laughs> the nature of how Pirates are playing, they're not coming into that game to try and salvage a draw or not to lose. They're not going to go into that game to not lose. They're going to go into that game to to win. They're going to come and they're going to come direct. And what that means, as you say, that they are passing lanes and then opened up in the midfield areas. And the Pirates defense is not the strongest defense in the PSL going around right now. So with Zwani out, I would advocate for um, Mahalwa to come into the game because having seen Mahalwa as well against 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 Vitz and what he was doing against Tyson, every time he goes against Tyson, Tyson ends up kicking him because he he troubles him. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got Mkulisa coming from the one wing and you've got uh, Mahalo coming down the other wing uh, and attacking that Pirates defense at pace, you've got a chance. Maybe the chance, you've got a chance to go score goals and not a chance maybe, to win. Maybe we let you guys, maybe we let Sundown score one and then they park the bus and we keep coming at them. Because they're not proven to always keep people out. Because well, I, I, I think them passing the ball and retaining the ball is a tactic to preserve energy because they've got so many games to play in the season. That's true. And the thing is, though, Sundowns have become adept at playing that game. So I think the worst thing that can happen, the worst thing that can happen for Pirates is for Sundowns to score first. That could be the best thing. The best thing that can happen for viewers, um, particularly those who do not have any 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 support towards either team, is for Pirates to score first and to force Sundowns to play a particular style of game. Because if Sundowns score first, I, I they're going to do exactly that. I was watching watching the Liverpool-Tottenham game, and I could see like if Tottenham scored first, they were going to pass the bar, park the bus. Peter will do exactly the same thing. If Sundowns score a goal, he's going to make that game as boring as he can as he can make it. That would be out the norm. Historically, all the biggest games that we've seen between the two teams is Sundowns scoring first and Pirates chasing the game. Those have been the That's best true. games that we've seen because Sundowns will be on the offensive for a couple of, not a couple, sorry, 10, 20 minutes, get their reward, and then sit back, and then Pirates try chase. And in actual fact, I tend to think this tends to be the most exciting fixture in the PSL. I mean, the Derby is the Derby, and there's no matching that prestige-wise, but the Derby went through this phase where there were not many goals and just a whole lot of draws, and it was more vibe 
uh, more hype than it was actually goal mouth action and just all around action on the field. Whereas games between Sundowns and Pirates tend to produce fireworks. And those are like proper, like high quality games. The standard yeah. raises a lot when those two teams meet. So so we'll see. Uh, what? Who do you have winning? I've, I've Put your hearts aside. I've got this on my on my betting slip. Uh, okay, I'll discuss we'll, this later. we'll get to that. All right. All right, let's jump to um, Ernesto, Ernesto Valverde. Ernesto. While we were sleeping, <laughs> he got sacked. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. He left. She left in the middle of the night. If you don't know what that is... You You're won't. not going to know. <laughs> it's too complicated <laughs> of a story to tell. Anyway, so the question we're asking, because stats say since Valverde took charge, they've got two La Ligas, two Copa del Reyes, one Supercopa, and he still got the boot. What he hasn't been able to get to together or rather win for his team is the Champions League. And looking at the form that Liverpool has been in and Real Madrid has been in, I can't blame him for not getting that win. And so the question is, when is it right and when is it wrong to actually replace a manager? Because in the case of Pochettino, they were clearly struggling. Regardless of how much um, there was a connection with Pochettino, regardless of how much he built for Tottenham, they were clearly not doing well with him in the team. And so as Pochettino was fired, replaced by Mourinho, who's not doing so well, by the way, the question is, when is it right to ship out a manager? I mean, we see the same thing go United, we see the same thing go Arsenal. The question is, when is it justified? It seems as if it's, how do you feel? How yeah. do you feel on a particular day? How, do, how, how, how does the president or the chairman or the owner of that particular team wake up feeling on that day? Because... You hear different things from different people, mm. um, even from uh, supporters. I mean, one of the more famous Manchester United supporters, Gary Neville, he 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 has been staunch in his support of giving Solskjaer more time, giving more time, giving you know time I, to can I, can I interrupt develop that team. You know what I think is happening there? I, I seriously think they're rooting for Friendships. their buddy. Yeah, yeah. No one said give Van Gaal time. No one said give Mourinho time. And this is the worst but, run of the three managers. And here's the thing, though: um, United don't want to be don't want to be a team that is consistently chopping and changing coaches, as if uh, it's one of the relegation threatened teams who do that all the time. But Barcelona and, and, and Madrid do that. Going back to Barcelona and Madrid, yeah. When 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 you, whenever you see a team continuously change managers, you must realize that that team is not very stable. And the reason for the instability is because the results that they're producing on the pitch are not consistent. Those rules are very different for <laughs> Real Madrid and Barcelona. Mm. One, because I think uh, the Spanish league is, is such that they're realistically the two teams that go into any league, league season with a chance to win La Liga. Atletico Madrid um, are there, they're about... But more often than not, it's it's those two teams and the rest of La Liga. And they are fighting for scraps between 3rd and 20th. So I think it doesn't then affect them as much. And, and what Madrid and Barcelona then have is it's not only winning seemingly that is important to them. It's how you win, particularly with Barcelona. So and what and, and what has happened here, because when you read, when you read out what um, the team has achieved under Valverde, you, you ask yourself, well, Okay, short of winning a Champions League title, what has this man not done? What has he done to earn a firing? Mm. And if you apply the rules that, well, the team is not um, performing well under him, then you'd be wrong and be right at the same time because it depends what we're talking about in terms of performance. If performance is referring to the results, then you look at his record and you're like, I don't, I don't understand. But if performance is what they look like on the pitch, the aesthetics out of it, then then you've got you've you've got a case for him being fired. I'll give you a go, and then I'll tell you what what I think Barcelona's actual problem is here. I think it's been a, a funny time with Valverde because he he recruited Coutinho, he recruited Dembele. No, Dembele came before Valverde, no? Do you think he was the one who was actually making the signings? No, no, not really. The big money signings. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know if he's the one who signed Vidal and the Kevin Prince Boatengs. Those were like odd decisions. But my thing is like you, you get the beginning of this season and the beginning of last, Messi's making promises to the fans, which we wanna give our all to win the Champions League. Based on what? <laughs> on, on his performance. Like he's speaking on behalf of Valverde. And should they not win the Champions League, Valverde gets the X based on Messi's promises. I don't think that's fair. For for me, he's done very well like like 
with what Liverpool has looked like and how dominant Madrid has been in the Champions League, you can't fire a man for not being able to topple those guys. I mean, Pep Guardiola was good for Barcelona, went to Bayern Munich, did not have, get a sniff in the Champions League because there was just bigger teams and better teams out there. And so it's, it's not fair for this guy to be fired, I, I think, because he hasn't really done anything wrong. He's tried his best in terms of getting the personnel to come together to play. There's even been an, an addition of Antoine Griezmann, and they still are not really firing on all cylinders. I, I don't think it was good to, to sack this particular guy. Barcelona suffering and are victims of their own success. And try try as they may, there's there's with 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 the way that this team still is because it carries um, a, a shadow and the, the last um, residue of the team that was all conquering and one of the greatest teams of all time was so under Pep Guardiola. And what has happened is Barcelona. The hierarchy at Barcelona and the fans even at Barcelona have come to believe that this is the level that they are supposed to live at because they won six titles under Pep in 2009 and then they went and they won another treble in 2011 with Pep and then Pep leaves and they win another treble with Luis Enrique and they haven't won the Champions League since then. In their minds, and I believe because they do still have um, what is touted to be the greatest player of all time, and 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 he's still the fulcrum of that Barcelona side. There's this idea that there's just the coaches who come are just supposed to produce those kind of results. Because Messi's there, and it's not even just the results that they're looking for. They want those results. The reason that that team is one of the greatest of all time is not just because they're racking up the titles. It's because of how they looked when they were winning all those games. And the thing is, short of getting Pep Guardiola back at Barcelona, there is nothing. There's nothing that any coach can do, who's to keep the to keep their position at Barcelona. My question is: Is is this ambition or is it foolishness? Because it's good to always be hungry and strive for more while you're at the top, and not to wait till you hit rock bottom to start looking for new ideas and new ways to do things. But the thing is, Liverpool have looked good, but they have not looked like Pep's side. And by that, I mean. There are games where they just play teams off the park. There are games where they just nick it, where it's almost a 50-50, but their quality wins through. But Liverpool are doing what Liverpool... No one's looking to fire Klopp yet. No. And, and with, with Barca, but you, know why? You, could be, you could be coaching at, at Barca and win something and still not be sure of your job. Liverpool don't have Lionel Messi. But they've got a front three. You know what you know Barcelona should do? But, but the front three proved that they're more than Lionel Messi last time in the Champions League. No, no, no. Not they don't have Leo Messi in terms of how great a player he is. They don't have Leo Messi in terms of how how much of a gravitational pull he has in terms of what that team is doing going forward. Because Xavi is gone. Iniesta is gone. Pep Guardiola and his system are gone. What Messi still has, he still has Busquets, right? Mm -hmm. And... What they've surrounded him with now is they've they've gone through um, Rakitic and they've got De Jong in there now. There's a tour who's in and out there. The Vidal was signed and you're not quite sure what what position he's playing or what role he's he's supposed to have because when they signed uh, Mascherano, who play who has a similar game to Vidal, Mascherano didn't play as a defensive midfielder. He he was shipped to the back hmm. because they don't play with a defensive midfielder in, 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 in terms of that style that they're looking because for. Because the high press eliminates the need for But now the issue midfielder. is, Xavi and Iniesta are gone. The guys who are in there, they're good players. And we saw what De, we saw what De Jong was doing with Ajax um, last season. He does not look like that player in this team. And I, I feel it's because he's not being deployed in his natural position. He's not being deployed to his best abilities. But And you, 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 you get a Coutinho coming in. You get a Dembele coming in. You get a Griezmann coming in. Griezmann is not Neymar. Mm. And... That's his biggest crime. He's not Neymar. They're looking for him to be Neymar. He's not that guy. Coutinho is coming in and he's a brilliant player. He's a magician with the ball at his feet. But he's not Xavi. He's not Iniesta. And the thing is, they consistently are trying to replicate that team with guys who aren't... You cannot plug and play with that system. And we saw that because of what Pep has then gone through when he's gone to other teams as well, that he doesn't have a Messi in those other teams that he that, that he has. But Pep has been, to his credit, um, able to adapt, whereas Barcelona have not quite been able to adapt. Do you know what Barcelona should do? Mm-hmm. Sell Leo Messi. Sell Leo Messi? Sell Leo Messi. Wait, I need to take a moment. Sell Leo Messi! 
This, by the way, is coming from someone who supports Real Madrid, and that for him means open gates on everything. If this okay, Real this is this is not with like my Real Madrid <laughs> bias, where I'd like to see him out of the league so that we have a better chance. Look, Sell I, Leo I, Messi, and you can then rebuild that team from scratch with a totally different idea. Because, but even, what's, what's what's Pep's what's Pep Guardiola's all dominant, all conquering side without Leo Messi? How do you replicate that without like this? That's the, what I'm saying. Stop, stop trying to replicate that. Let go of the thing. Let me sound. Let me sound like someone who is um, a feel good preacher or like a feel good motivational speaker. Let go of the things that are in the past because you cannot quite go into the future and and grab all those good things that are ahead of you if you on. if you're holding on. Stop holding on to the past and because either that. Or figure out or get a strong coach who's going to figure out how to deploy people are always Messi. looking back at the past like for instance you find the social looking for the man united way you find uh freddie jungberg saying we need to play the all arsenal way is it is it not good for them to want to play the boss away before like i said they crash and burn because while we, when when pep left they had um his 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 assistant take over and he somewhat played that system and there were other managers in between when Enrique came in, they somewhat got back to that, even not even though it wasn't quite that. But they were trying at every instance to play the the Barca tiki taka the La Masia way. Is it not then good to try to do that all the time? Because that is, according to them, we haven't seen it in a while, their identity. You know what? I I, I honestly feel like that La Masia way as well is a bit of a myth, not entirely, but I feel like it's a bit of a myth because that is we've been watching Barcelona for almost twenty years now. And prior to Xavi, Iniesta, um, PK, that generation of 87, mm. um, mostly then featuring Xavi and Iniesta as well, they weren't playing that tiki-taka um, 70, 80% when, when, when position. Was they weren't playing like that. So they, uh, they, this is the club's philosophy. This is the philosophy that was um, brought to them by Crave mm-hmm. and, and, and that has then been continued since then. And I can give them that, that it's their philosophy, but it's not one that they've been able to actually produce on the field consistently for the last 40 years. And sure, you succeeded and you actually succeeded at a high level when you had those players and had that coach and had that system. Everything was perfect. When you get when you get a system um, which is designed for particular players and you get those players in that system, that is perfect. Yeah. Like that is the most ideal thing you can have happen in football, but that happens like once in a blue moon. It's, 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 it's Souza's comet. Actually, now, now, now thinking about it, La Masia is a myth. Oh, and, and by the and way, I, yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. Um, the death of La Masia. La Masia is not even producing. Um, because since since uh, you can look at Feti and you you think that oh no, they're still producing at a high level. Other than him, they haven't been like a a a. A plethora of players just coming through uh, that assembly line. You you look at them. Manchester United, for example, are producing more homegrown players who will probably end up in the first team than a Barcelona. So the reason why I say that's that's a false thing because Barca first and foremost talking about La Masia the academy have been like one of the highest spenders in the last five six years. Yeah. So they I mean, they're, come on, yeah, they're spending money to get talent. One, two, if the, this the, the tiki taka and their way of playing was what is their identities as they say would it not be then beneficial for them to 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 get a coach train them train that particular coach in the way that they play so that when they do have a pep guardiola leave they have someone who has that knowledge because they're willing to take anyone who can coach and when pep comes to city city who've won the league with pellegrini won the league with mancini they play a different way under Pep Guardiola. So without Pep Guardiola, without the Chavis, the Iniestas and and, and uh, Messi there is no La Masia. You can't have proof of it. There's no tiki taka, and and that's that's the question because now they've 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 <laughs> they've gotten a coach by the name of Kiki Setien. I don't even know who this guy is. Surprise! This guy like has, has gotten a two and a half year contract. He was he's a former um, Betis coach, and he's he's a stopgap, you know, because they were actually um, communicating with Xavi to take over uh, to take over Barcelona. He declined because he didn't feel as if the way that they were going about their business was right. Iniesta also came out and slammed them that they're negotiating behind Valverde's back. They either need to fire Valverde, which, have been, which they've now done, or they should wait until the end of the season. Because that's the other question. Barcelona have made a coaching change in the middle of the season. Oh, they are at the top wrong. of La Liga, mm. right? They're in the second round of the Champions League. So you bring in an interim coach 
and you've got a Coutinho, one of your 100 million uh, Euro players out on loan. You've got another one of your 100 million Euro players um, injured and he's in and out of the team in Dembele. Griezmann, well, um, Suarez is out now for a couple of games and Messi has to have that relationship develop with Griezmann, but Griezmann has not quite been Neymar. Um, and we have reason to believe they're going to go after Neymar again um, this offseason. So what is their plan here? They've got an interim manager who clearly is not going to be their manager starting next season. Uh, in the middle of this season, what are they doing then for the rest of the season? I, I, I don't know, because now this guy's going to want to reestablish. Every coach wants to put their own mark on the team, because if you if you never do, it's almost, it's as, if you, over there. It's almost as if you never were there. So he's going to disrupt them. And they, who, who are they playing in the Champions League? Because that should be the first signs of what this coach can or cannot do. I'll look it up and I'll tell you now. I mean, in, 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 in La Liga, I don't think there'll be too much of a blip in their form because they've got the players. But when they're playing against unknown commodities or teams they haven't played um, played with or played against on the regular, I think this coach is going to be found out if he is bad. If he's good and it's a masterstroke, then kudos to them. But right now, we cannot see or justify Valverde being sacked for Setien because Asma's Dubani, we don't even know why Valverde got fired. I, I have not seen a, a statement from Barca to say this is why we fired him. We just know that he's gone. They're playing Napoli in the Champions League and they're probably going to win that, but it doesn't matter because we know when once they get to the quarterfinals or semifinals, they're going to play a first game uh, at home, take a Tino lead, go away wherever <laughs> they're going, and they're going to they're it gonna doesn't choke matter at this point. and bottle it. It might be Rome, it might be, in, it might be Anfield, it doesn't matter. I don't think they're going to win anything this season. Not even the league. No, I think Real Madrid are looking strong. Um, they really are looking strong, and they're looking like Zidane has. He's got. He's got so many can, pieces there. Can we then say they're preparing for next season and firing him now? Which means they're giving themselves quite a head start. And, and but the question is, when you've got Lionel Messi at the age of what he's thirty three this year, do you have just seasons that you can give away to rebuild? I don't think they worry about Messi. Which is why I feel they should sell him. Because and just do a proper rebuild. Yeah, because he's too much of... As I said, he's too much of a gravitational pull. Everything just centers around him. And if you, if you, if you, if you rid yourself of Messi, what you then have is the last, the last of, 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 of that brigade of players. And you then can build like all the other teams. Real Madrid, for example. Real Madrid don't have an identity other than just get as many stars, put them together, see what happens. Barcelona are acting like that in the transfer market, but then they're getting these guys there and they have expectations of how they should play. Because now when you're not pulling guys who have been brought up and, and, and fed the same style of play, you're pulling all these guys from the different clubs, different backgrounds, and you have expectations that they're just going to get there and be that. Cesc Fabregas was signed from Arsenal with the idea that he's going to be a replacement for Xavi. Even he did not quite crack Mm. that that idea, even though he was also brought up with that group of players. But his time away in England changed his game or or, or the idea with which how he was going to be um, utilized. So, again, let go of the past. Let it go. Let it go. It's over. I had a Valverde. (laughs) Quick question. Who do you think they should get in as a coach? After sitting, yeah, Sheesh, I'd have to think about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy, and I know I haven't thought about this, but it's a good answer for the show. She gets sorry. Sorry just goes to all these big teams because people believe something hell? about sorry. I don't know, like, why is sorry at Juve? Dude, I don't know. That's, because, that's, that's what I'm saying. Why did sorry go to Chelsea? I don't know either. There are people in the back room. I was just sorry, sorry. Well, is he gonna the, win? Syria? People, Probably people. Is. People in the shadows and in the high offices know things we don't know. Maybe sorry is the next best thing. I just call. They should cheat. just go get Pochettino. Pochettino is gonna is gonna try. He's gonna be treated like Valverde. I think he's gonna. I, I think Pochettino will ruin his legacy by going to Barca. He's gonna win stuff, man. And I think of of the coaches that are out there, I'm not quite sure what is there with the Ajax coach. Um, and there's that connection between Ajax and Barcelona because I, I, I of that total football. I fear Pochettino will be like a Benitez if he goes there. Well, stuck with like a new well, castle or something in After Tottenham, like his trajectory for his career is to go to a big club that has capabilities of winning the Champions League. And that's the job that's available. Sure, I agree. But I'm just saying after two years, you won't find another job because you will look so bad. It'll be like, use good. Oh, no, no, no. I actually think you will because I think, and, and this is why I actually support him going to uh, Barcelona instead because I think he's got a lot of cachet in the EPL. Even if he fails in Spain, someone is going to come looking for him in 
you know, similar to what uh, Mourinho, what happened with Mourinho. Mm. Uh, sure, he had success in Inter Milan, but when he was at Madrid, he didn't have that kind of success that left you salivating to get him into your club. And he was fired at uh, at Real Madrid, and mm-hmm. he got the job at Chelsea. Fired at Chelsea, That's got the job the at Manchester United. That's fired at Manchester left. United, got the job at Tottenham. That's because they were desperate. Someone, <laughs> someone is gonna be desperate with with an Everton, an Everton even if it does not work out with um, Carlo Ancelotti and they move into that new stadium and they do get that um, in that money. If they end up firing Pochettino. Ancelotti, Pochettino might Pochettino's be like in a position where he needs like, a job for like a buy-in. Pochettino would be good for a team like Bayern. And Spain, I think, is choppy waters, man. Maybe go to Barcelona. Like I think, if you think you're that guy, go to Barcelona. See if you can revive them. Don't be scared, man. Let's get on to Liverpool. The question has been asked. Um, maybe we've got our own answer formulated into our heads. Uh, 38 games unbeaten. Most games ever by any of the top fives. Any of the, ga- any of the teams playing in the top five leagues in Europe after 21 games. Are Liverpool the best team ever in the EPL, gen- in the P- EPL era? Well, after 38 games, which is an equivalent of a full EPL season, they've got 33 wins and 5 draws and no losses. In comparison, the Invincibles had 26 wins and 12 draws and 90 points. I think Liverpool comes to, what, 104 points. So if they maintain that until the end of the season, if they get 104 points, um, which they're on course to get even more than that right now, 104 points would be the most ever achieved by any of the top five leagues. Um Bayern are not quite in a position to do that because they only have 18 teams in their league. But everyone else, um, Juventus 2013-14 got 102 points. So we are talking about rarefied air. And having seen them in the game against Tottenham, uh, given Tottenham are at a low right now, but Liverpool had all of the ball in that game. And Tottenham were, they honestly looked like they were a, a second division side. Who are just happy to be on the pitch with um, a, a team as great as Liverpool. Now, do I think they're the greatest? I think if they finish this season unbeaten and then with a record hall of points, I don't think you can deny them that. Also, the fact that this team are European champions, this team are European Super Cup champions, this team are also FIFA Club World champions, and they're going to win the EPL and you're going to look at that resume and you're going to struggle to come up with an argument against them. I think because Liverpool have been Liverpool was somewhat in unbelief. Um, I really am. Eh? And it's hard like to then say, Liverpool? this is Liverpool and so they're the greatest side Liverpool. ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking. I mean, when you look at teams like Bayern Munich, they've been dominating their league for years. Look at Juve, they've been dominating Serie A in the last, couple, in the last 10 years, basically. The EPL has been said to be exciting and one of the best leagues because of the big six. When you can come out like a, a city and, and get 100 points and get 98 points and then get a team that will match you that previous season and then do what they're doing now with those numbers. The thing about that is that when City hit those highs, they weren't European champions. When Juve hit those highs, they weren't European champions. Yeah. And so Liverpool have done all of that and then some. Um, so... I don't want to say it as well, <laughs> but I think it's inevitable. They, they they have to get their crown and be recognized. This is this is dominance like we've never seen. I mean, what I was saying to Jay off air is that every time someone's hit like a 90-point mark or 100, unless it's one of those teams, like I say, where it's just one team dominating everyone, it's hard to replicate and do again, which is why City was loaded for what they did. Liverpool hit 90 points and they came second, and they're on course to even better City's record in pursuit of the title. So I think, I'm, 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 I don't want to say it yet, but I think eventually we'll have to concede. And the thing about this Liverpool team, I think the thing that might uh, make us think that they're probably not the best side. Now, I don't think they're the most exciting side we've ever seen, mm. right? And if you want to hold that against them, fair enough. But I think that's clutching at straws. Because... I tend to see that they're able to win whatever way the match situation needs for them to win. When they went away to Leicester, they put four past Leicester. When they were playing against City, in that first half an hour, they were just mesmerizing. When they play against Arsenal, Arsenal are their bunnies at the moment. But then you see the game, as I'm saying, you see the game against Tottenham where they were struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. But 
at no point, honestly, even with, though Tottenham were missing guilt-edge chances, I wasn't watching that game and feeling as though, man, they're vulnerable and they can be had right here. Because there was a point, there was a point where um, Van Dijk had this amazing last-ditch tackle, which is something you don't actually get to see much from him. And in that moment, that encapsulated for me what this team is about because... Van Dijk is as good as he is and he's so good that you don't see him lunging and, and, and going to the ground and having to make those kind of spectacular saves. But the thing is, if he's needed to, mm. he has. Which means these guys have so much in their pocket. They've got gears that they can go into and they will go into them when they need it. You saw, you saw them in the game, the two games against um, Salzburg in the Champions League. Mm. They, they went, I think they went 4-1 up. Um, at home and then they relaxed and Salzburg came back and it was eventually 4-3 and then when they needed to win against the free scoring Salzburg they go to Salzburg and they don't consider a goal and they hammer them because that's what they can do yeah when, when, when they need to get a result they get one um, it's reminiscent of I think Luis Suarez sometimes embodies what Liverpool are right now and by that I mean He'll score the beautiful goal, but he'll score the scrappy one yeah. by any means. Yeah. And so that's Liverpool. One day they could be dominant. The other day they could it could be somewhat like a 50-50 they're gonna battle. They're going to win. But they're going to get a goal somehow. Somehow. And so I think... Yeah, yeah we're watching history. Eh? I, I um, want to say as Jay was listening to teams, the Tottenham's and the thingy, they didn't win against United. I'm just saying. Yeah, United are coming to Liverpool on Sunday. Um, we are the ones who broke the, the Invincibles record. We want to end this one as well. I'll be watching that game. We just need that, to score that, two early goals and then pray hard. Pray hard. Because at the end of the Tottenham game, you could see uh, Henderson mouthing off to Klopp that that was not good enough. And in the post-match interview, Klopp was talking about um, how that was not good enough as well. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, well, on the one hand, I'm like, you guys are just wanting too much now. On the other hand, it's not enough. They they are demanding more from themselves. And guess who is going to be on the other end of that improved the play that is enemy. that is being asked for by the coach and by the captain? Manchester United. I'm just saying. Although Manchester United have this knack of breaking these kind of runs, eh? That's our thing. I'd be shocked. That's our thing. I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shocked. If you want to make a ton of money, I'm just saying. Money on United. It's not the wise choice, but it's the one that will make you rich. So yeah. a couple of quick hits um, before we close out and get to our betting slips. Uh, Aguero goal record. If someone doesn't get nearly as much recognition and 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 plaudits as he should, Aguero has been a phenom for like a long time. He actually has for a long um, time. He he tends to slip under the radar. You're right. I mean, the consistency that he has up there with the Ronaldos and the Messis. One's been banging goals consistently like that. I think maybe in Lewandowski. Because I think when we noted the team of the the decade, hmm. he's he's never won like the PFA Player of the Year, right? Yeah, no, he wasn't like I have there. to confirm that, but like I think he he's never won a PFA Player of the Year, and that's the thing with Aguero. He probably never has a season where you look at him and it's like, oh man, that's the best player in the league, uh, because someone tends to have a a blisteringly hot season that season. But season in, season out for a good decade, one of the things that you can guarantee in the EPL is that Aguero is going to score. A, what at a goal ratio of sixty percent of his games? And the thing about it is that he's been there before the Pep Guardiola, before City got really dominant and really. And he good. was scoring. And was scoring. And because when he arrived at City, that was that was a bit of a strange move at the time because I you were thinking like, to yourself, why? yeah, go to one of the big teams, only to find out that he was actually the guy who's going to spearhead. This is one of this the times. Era of City. This is one of the times where players are honest when they say, "I believe in the project," and it's not just the money. No it's ways. One of the times. No ways. The oil money <laughs> was already the, there. Pep wasn't the there, but the oil money was there. Look and at the project. Th- there is no way. There's no way. Um, uh, there's no way a girl looked at City and sounds like, you know what? I believe in the future of this team. No, no. <laughs> he does now. now, and I think now I, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere. I've got it. Hopefully, he finishes his career at City. Actually, you know why? So he does not get the love. Because it denied Ferguson the league on the last day, and Ferguson pulled the strings. I the, don't know the and mafia, somehow, the mafia that he is. Yeah, and somehow we. Don't, Let me we say don't. this actually. I love Sergio Aguero. Um, I, I I love his game. I love how he's he's physical in the box, and he that short shuffle running style of his. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's going very he's far, balance, but he though. is. Yeah. He's got great balance. He's got great strength, particularly in those quads of his, and and he knows he knows how to find the back of the net. Hmm. 
one of the things I think Sergio might have suffered from from his career, he's not he's not Messi, and uh, the reason that is relevant is Funny because enough, Pep said that himself as well. See, and 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 the reason it's relevant is because he's he's played with Messi since they were like fourteen, fifteen. And Messi is the godfather of his child, and they best friends. They they room together whenever they are with Argentina. So there's a connection between the two players' careers. And even then, when they get to when they get to Argentina, Aguero is less at Argentina himself as what he is at City. But you don't hear talk around that. It's all around again the black hole that is Leo Messi. And I don't think that is something that you can hold against any player that they're not Leo Messi. Who is Leo Messi? You know, mm. and that's that's why I think he doesn't get quite um, that kind of love. Also, because he doesn't do the controversial things that Suarez um, has done, and I think that for me, that is his comparison throughout his career in this generation. I would take Suarez over Aguero because I think under any conditions on any given day, however you need a goal, mm. Suarez is going to find your goal. And Suarez has a, has a season where he's got like fifty nine goals, bro. I don't know about that. Dude, I actually dude, don't know I, about I, that. I, 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 I know we made a list of the decade and they both made it into the team, but I don't know about that. You wouldn't take Suarez over Aguero? Dude, no. Suarez is the man who almost... like, And, and I know this is supposed to be a about, section where we are no, like, about praising this, Aguero, but... That, that Suarez was great with Liverpool when they were somewhat mid-table um, progressing to the top tier and they were good. He was playing with Gerrard and stuff. But since then, the magic that we've seen from Suarez has been playing with Messi, no Neymar. Wait, time Aguero, out. Aguero, now, now, Kind of a figure what they're going. I kind of a figure one. But before when he came and he was playing for o- o- o Pellegrini, dude, he didn't have that support. When Suarez almost single with Gerard in that team, almost single-handedly, having missed the first handful of games in that season, almost single-handedly won the league for Liverpool. That's I don't a, think. I don't think. I don't Aguero think. did. He not single-handedly. There's Aguero there's been did. no. Se- there's season. never been a season it's where you're looking. You're looking title. at them. Wasn't Yaya Torre in the team? It was, but wasn't at, at his peak. Whoa, 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 whoa. At his peak, Wait, no, no, no. He, he might not have been at the at, at the at, at the crescendo of his peak, but he was at his peak. Yaya Torre was the best player in his position in that league. There's the there, there, there's no way, there's no way, on in any given season that Aguero has been better than Luis Suarez. I beg to differ. Yeah, you can beg to differ all you want, I Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez made it such See, that this, every, everyone forgot, forgot, forgot that they signed that love. other guy for like more than thirty minutes. Like this, that's why he's not getting no love. It's because of arguments like this. Let me move away from that from from from, from that Luis Suarez comparison. Aguero has been the best. He's been the best striker for me. I would, I'd, I'd take him over Hurricane. I take him over Vardy. I take him even over Aubameyang. Um, in terms of the strikers that we've seen in the last decade. Luis Suarez not <laughs> not considered. I would take Aguero. No, that that's. By the way, you. Most, that is that is, that is where I think um, Lionel Messi should be sold to. He should be sold to Manchester City. Go play with his best friend. Man. Cause havoc, like burn. I, yeah, maybe I'm like the Joker. I like to see the world burn. You know the problem with Arsenal fans that because they've been winning such a long time, they don't mind other people winning <laughs> for so long. We want to win the league. It's not that I don't mind. I've, Why would you want Messi to come to City then? It's not that I want him to go to City. I'm, I'm Let them both really, play really, in China. It's really, a lot better. Realistically, Messi go play in the China. only people who could afford him where he would go and where it's a perfect fit for everyone like, is Manchester City. Like three he's got his buddy. He's got his coach. There are three clubs in China that can afford Messi. You want Messi to go play in China? I find an Oscar. And play with Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who, do you know the people who play in China? People who've got fictitious names like Hulk. <laughs> Hulk's play in China. Not, not actual goats. Okay. Um, let's just do this one quickly um, because we're about to hit the hour mark and we don't always want to do that. But anyway, wow. so there's been an issue. Um, one stated by said um, Declan Rice, what if VAR should go through in the game? Fans from certain factions and from certain clubs think this as well. Do you think VAR is helping us in any way? Should it stay? Should it go? What's technology's involvement into how far should they be involved? Can I just say, if you boil down the game of football to the EPL, you will have the opinion that VAR is bad for football. Um, and the EPL and the arrogance talk about how. And then maybe they're talking about their own game because the fans at Crystal Palace, they were out with banners saying it's ruining the game. It's ruining the passion. 
and I'll be brief with this one. Um, you can complain about VR all you want. Fans in England can complain all they want. They have to understand that they are part of a greater ecosystem. Um, and if FIFA have implemented VR in so many other leagues and in their tournaments, you're not going to not have it in the EPL and have it in the Champions League, not have it in the EPL, have it at the Euros and just expect the world to go and continue like that. It's not going anywhere, unfortunately. But, but on the PSL without VR. Oh, we're it's still coming. Do, we're still doing fine. With all the complaints that people are benefiting and all the complaints that how refs are officiating, you best believe, you best believe VAR <laughs> is on its way to the but, PSL. But you know, here's my issue with, with, with VAR. And I know which I, I do have a bias over the with in terms of watching the EPL more than the other leagues. I do watch the Serie A's and the La Ligas. But sometimes I feel what the VAR does is nothing. Like, for instance, the, <laughs> yeah. the, goal, the goal that Firmino scored, that was off the uh, throw-in that was taken by Liverpool. When when Ori's um, cleared that ball, that ball came lost off a Liverpool player. It was supposed to be a Tottenham um, throw-in. If VAR does not intervene in such things, because that's a, that's a clear error. No one saw what was supposed to have been done in that moment. If VAR does not intervene, Liverpool don't score. That changes the whole result of the game. And if, uh, if VAR is going to let things like that go, what are they doing then? That, so that's my, that's my complaint. The solution. It's, it's as if I equal. The solution, because it's not going anywhere, the solution is that they should do more. Because... We've noted this. Just look at, just learn from the other sports. In rugby, for example, if a if a try is scored, and if the if the ref asks about the grounding, or about um, yeah, if he asks about the grounding, or if the boy, or if it's been held up, if the 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 ref who is then reviewing the footage, if he sees that oh the grounding is fine, but then a couple of frames before that he sees that oh the player stepped out of touch. They're gonna call it back for that. He's gonna advise him that yeah, the grounding is fine. I know this is what you asked, but something else actually happened that um dis- disqualifies it from being a try. So in a situation like that, like what the hell? We are watching the same footage, and it it as as they love to word it this way, it led to a material effect towards a goal. I mean, if that is not something that you can see and you can pull back, then what are you doing? And so. With me thinking, because the reason I think VR is not going to go in is because FIFA, UEFA are not going to come out and um, embarrass themselves like that and say, well, we made a mistake. Nope. They're going to push through because they've heard from every other sector that they, they've they fallen behind um, the other sport. So it's not going anywhere. It should just be improved. Yeah, I guess as well. It's the first season that we're using VR in terms of mass scale. Uh, it's not just being used in the FA Cup, but the big leagues are taking on VAR. And so there will be teething problem, problems. Um, for me, if you are going to continue with VAR, I, I want to see a marked improvement. Not just because VAR just looks at offside. Basically, that's what I see. <laughs> it's Pretty like much. an offside tool. <laughs> I want to see it affect all the other things that happen in the game. And if they can do that, then I have no complaints at all. It's not going anywhere. So let's get into the money. Into the money, how to make you money if you trust us. Okay. Yeah, let me give you a bit slip. Let me give you a bit slip. Let me give you a bit. Let me make you some money. <laughs> All I want is money. If you if you actually play this and it doesn't win, please don't come back to me. Like, I, f- I feel like there should be something to if you do. notice, like something like that goes like on those tobacco packs. Like we are not to blame. This is our disclaimer. If you lose, it's your it's your fault. Also, please don't bet money that you you can't afford to lose. What I will say is that if you do win. Just need to join a, a crowdfunding account and then you fail to upfront. Yeah, do that. Uh, so we the rules we've set up is that we're gonna um, limit it to five uh, five results, and my five results are as follows: Sundowns versus Pirates game, both teams to score. Lazio versus Sampdoria, Lazio are free scoring. They're playing at home, so Lazio and over one point five goals. Juventus straight up a Juventus win. Uh, Liverpool to win either half against Manchester United and last but not least let me open you up to other markets go search for the National Football League the NFL American Football and go select the Kansas City Chiefs to win against the Tennessee Titans alrighty then so if I start locally my take on, on Pirates against Sundowns is that that would be a draw going to Spain Madrid against Sevilla I'm picking uh, Real Madrid to win um, Tottenham have a replay with uh, Middlesbrough. I'm looking at one, over 1.5 goals in that game, and then Liverpool versus United over 2.5 goals in that game, and then all of them to, scored by Liverpool three 0 Hello, 
What a lie. You can even put my into four for Liverpool to score in the second half <laughs> and not in the first half. Um, and then in basketball, uh, Milwaukee Bucks against the New York Knicks. I'm going for the Bucks to win. That's my betting slip. Yeah, guys. Um, we have my recommendations. I, I might just play this bet slip and I'll tell you how it went. You should actually take I mine actually, into consideration yeah. at no, 10 results. No, I, I don't want Chuck's bet slip because... <laughs> Well, actually, and we'll, we'll review how actually the results went in, in these slips that we were giving. Guys, I'm tired of talking. So for me, yeah, this is goodbye. Hour. Like, listen to us where you are listening to us right now, which is either Iono, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, find us on social media at 2UpfrontPod on Twitter and on Instagram and just 2Upfront on Facebook. From Jay, I am Audi. And Happy New Year. I defeat the purpose if I said any more. Compliments, compliments, compliments. Peace.